0: Hello everyone, happy Monday, welcome to another edition of Locked on Spartans. Today is some day in May, I believe it's the 11th, ah, if not, then close enough, we, we tried. Um, before we get any further, you know what's about to happen, this episode is powered by Built BAR! BILT BAR is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. But gets you that low calorie, high protein satisfaction that pairs well with this delectable taste for your workouts, your day at work, your day at parenting, your day at whatever it is that you want to put in your day. Built Bar is going to get you there, and you know what else they're going to get you? They're going to get you ten dollars off your first order. Now, how do you do that? Well, it's pretty easy. You go to builtbar.com and you use promo code locked on. Once again, $10 off. That's not bad. We could all use $10 in these times, these unprecedented times. I don't know if you've heard anyone say that yet, but yes, that is builtbar.com, promo code locked on, $10 off your first order. All right, so today for the show, I have got some good news and I have got some good news. No, Will's not back. But, hey, the good news is he is part of the father game. The fatherhood game has gained another player in Will Hunter. So instead of bantering with me for about a half hour about Michigan State sports in the middle of a quarantine, uh, he has elected to spend time with his son and his wife. I think that is, uh, yeah, understandable. Okay, and so what's the second part of good news here? Once again, it's not me for the entire half hour. God, could you imagine how horrible that would be if it's just me rambling nonstop into this microphone for the entire half hour solo? We have Stephen Brooks from 247 Sports joining us for segments two and three. We're going to talk recruiting. We're going to talk about who knows what else we're going to talk about. Um, It's going to be a good time, though. So, before we go any further, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Spartans. And what on earth are we going to talk about in segment one? Well, MSU didn't get one. They didn't get two. They got three football commits for the 2021 class. Two of which are scholarship, the third being a preferred walk-on. Well, we're going to start here, and this happened about, oh, roughly uh, 17 seconds after I ended my interview with Kyle Arns. Otherwise, I would have squeezed it into the show somehow. But I didn't. So here we are doing it now. Uh, Michael Gravely, safety out of Cincinnati, committed to the Michigan State Spartans. That is right. A safety. That is right. That is the fourth defensive back commit joining this class alongside Gabe Neely, Antoine Booth, and Charles Brantley. That is stacked, stacked in a defensive back room that is already looking healthy. I think it's safe to say that in the future, maybe in the next two, three years, that that could be the position group that's at the top for the Spartans. And, yeah, we know Spartan fans that's not out of the ordinary. That has happened a few times in modern history, and it worked out okay for the Spartans too. So what's up with this Michael Gravely kid? So he is a safety out of Cleveland, Ohio. That is Tucker's first Ohio commitment. Of his tenure here at MSU. And MSU also beat out for his services teams like Cincinnati, Pitt, Wake Forest, West Virginia. Uh, Mid-tier Power 5 programs, and that makes sense because 247 Composite has Gravely as uh, about an 85 overall, which is squarely into the three-star ranking. Um, Overall in the Composite, he's number 65 safety product in the class and number 37 ranked overall in the talent-rich state of Ohio. But Tucker liked this kid from the beginning. And when I say beginning, I even mean before the beginning. I don't even know if that makes sense. But he was all in on Gravely before he even arrived at MSU. And as we all know, Tucker came from Colorado. Colorado and Tucker offered Gravely in the winter before Tucker even got to MSU. And uh, it's safe to say that relationship carried over. The bond was drawn. Gravely sees the vision, and he was impressed with the festival virtual visit and recruit, sorry, recruited and committed that week. So last week is commitment number one out of Michael Gravely. Not a bad start. We will talk to with uh, Stephen Brooks more about him. He's going to have more to say. Um, but yeah, overall, what I've seen from Michael Gravely, looking at film, reading about him, uh, physical player uh, comes in like a heat-seeking missile. On any run play or pass play, uh, he is all over the field, and I mean that literally because also on offense for his team, Glenville, in Cleveland. Uh, he plays quarterback, little receiver, a little punt returner. I'm sure he does admission at the front gate. Uh, he helps the nice little old woman in their seats. Um, he does everything for Glenville. So we got an athletic kid coming in. That is exciting. Now, number two. Kind of a mystery here, somewhat. We'll get into that a little later. Is uh, Mark Vassett, or Vassett. He is a punter, six foot four. God, even the punters are tall in Mel Tucker's first class. I don't think he has anyone that's under six feet, and that also goes to the punter. So. Mark foot 6'4", 23-year-old, coming from Pro Kick Australia. That is the same place Mark D'Antonio got Jack Baumeister from last year. And in case you forgot, Jack Baumeister, Australian-style punter, obviously. He's from Australia. Uh, did not play as a freshman. Understandable. Hartberger had that role. And then after moved back to Australia, can't blame the kid. I'm sure living what seems to be a 1,000 time zones away kind of wears on you a little bit. And, Yeah. Went back to Australia, maybe didn't really like what he saw at MSU either, but hey, it's all good, because MSU, what did they do? Oh, they got another Australian punter for next year, Mitchell Crawford. He is going to be a graduate transfer from UTEP, so you're sensing the theme here, Australian style punters, and that's not a bad way to go. Uh, Pro Kick Australia, they have put a lot of kids into the college game from their beautiful country, and... As of now, since 2007, when Pro Kick started, uh, they've sent more than 75 kids to college. I mean, it, it's no mystery that Australian-style punting is becoming a thing in college. Now, the mystery part here is, guys, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I scoured every corner of the internet. I can't find, like, anything on Mark Fassett as far as, like, film stats, anything like that. So what we do know is that he comes from a pretty successful uh, kicking academy in Pro Kick Australia, and he's tall. Hey, we like that. And... The last player to commit to the class just to round this out is Logan Murray, local kid. He is listed as an offensive lineman. He plays defensive tackle, two at Flint Powers, who actually had a very good season making it to the Division IV semifinals in the state of Michigan last year before falling to Country Day. But Logan Murray, uh, right now rated as a two-star in two four seven, but MSU is not using a scholarship on him. Instead, Logan Murray, who also had offers, from Division I schools like Liberty, Southern Miss, and including Syracuse. Syracuse is actually a Power 5 offer that he did have. Rather than going there, he is a preferred walk-on commit to the 2021 class. Uh, Made that announcement on Twitter on Mother's Day, called it a dream school, and really, that's awesome. Um, Good for him to realize his dream of not only becoming a Division I player, but local kid, I can only presume he was a state fan his entire life. And now he's going to be a Spartan, and yeah, that's awesome. So, but that's not to say he's just going to come here and be a scout team guy. Like he is six foot three, three hundred and five pounds. So just for comparison, the same build as Jacob Isaiah or uh, Jordan Reed. Um, those two guys are very close in body built to him as well. So yeah, right now he's listed as an offensive lineman two four seven, but I could see him playing anywhere from, well, defensive tackle at the offensive guard center. Who, who knows? I mean, they'll, they'll find a place for him. So, yeah, that's an exciting preferred walk-on spot. Usually I don't get preferred walk-ons this early in the cycle, but, hey, good for Logan Murray. All right, we'll be back with Stephen Brooks. But before that, guys, one more time, one, one more time, before we get into the second segment here, Birds Bar. Bill's Bar. Built bar, guys, you've heard us talk about it. I powered one down on my golf round the other day, had some nice chocolate raspberry once again. Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. I was feeling kind of sluggish at the end of the front nine. Uh, shot a 40, felt pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Just uh, I say that because it did not go well the second nine. However, at least I felt like I was able to like walk and have the energy to do the second nine and go on the rest of my day without feeling sluggish because built bar carried me through. Thank you. Built bar, go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off builtbar.com promo code locked on $10 right off your order. All right, guys, we'll be back with Brooksy in a hot second. I am now joined by friend of the program. Friend of my personal life, really. If we want to be honest. Uh, more importantly, though, two four seven. Nope, I already screwed that up. Twenty four seven sports. Michigan State writer Stephen Brooks. Stephen, I have already botched uh, the beginning of the interview. Other than that, how are you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh- Appreciate you having me on, man. Um, You know, you are pulling me away from the last dance right now. I just want everybody to know that that's how much I care about Locked on Spartans, the the brand of the podcast, the listenership. I hope everybody's uh, doing well and everything. But yeah, you're pulling away from me from Prime uh, MJ Doc right now. So everybody knows I really care about you guys on this podcast. I
0: I am a complete and utter liability. You are the asset to this podcast. Uh, So (laughs) thank you so much. Uh, So speaking of an athlete named Michael. He, you like that segue? That's, that's why Ooh. they pay me the, the, the six-figure paycheck, uh, Stephen. Uh, Michael Gravely committed uh, just before the weekend started, I believe, to Michigan State. Um, I broke him down just a little bit. He's an athletic kid. Uh, his high school uses him all over the field on offense and defense. He seems to be a physical kid. But wh- what do you see in Michael Gravely when you're watching his film and just what, what are you hearing about this kid too?
1: Yeah, a lot, I guess a lot of the same things. Uh, I, mean, I think your eyes were, were weren't lying to you there. Just a physical football player, you know. I mean that that part of it stands. You, his the that sort of dog in him comes out on the screen, and you don't always get that. Um, but yeah, it just physical flies to the balls, always around it. You you got to love a defensive back. I think that's never afraid to get physical, not afraid to get his nose and stuff, and he. He almost, uh, not almost, he seems to seek it out. You know, he, he wants to be involved. Um, and yeah, you know, you find the ball and you'll find him by it. I think that's, uh, those are two qualities, you know, between the toughness and just sort of the instinctiveness to always be around the ball. Uh, can't really ask for much more. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, and with all due respect to, to Michael, you know, he could be a very fine player, All-American, NFL player, whatever. But, um, you know, the, the biggest impact of his commitment might be years from now if, If Michigan State and Cleveland Glenville sort of start getting closer and uh, that becomes a more legitimate recruiting pipeline because his high school churns out a very, very, very good uh, talent in the state of Ohio. So, again, you know, all respect to him and and I hope he has a great career and I wish him the best. But, uh, you know, the most important part of his commitment might be the guys that come after him, assuming there are more.
0: That's a great point about Ohio for sure, man. I, I mean, obviously, there's no question that MSU has grabbed some iconic players from that state. So you get Gravely, you get um, punter uh, Mark Vannett, or Mark Mer- Mer- Fissett, sorry, Mark Fissett. Um, and now that makes it 12 commits. Four of them are defensive backs, which, yeah, you see definitely a large slice of the pie there. Which of the four defensive backs between Gravely, Booth, Brantley, Neely, you like the most is it just as easy as the four-star guy in Brantley or is there someone else that you're more excited about for if you were the state fan
1: yeah I do like Brantley a lot today um but I can't yeah you know, he, he I think he's going to come in as probably the most polished the most ready to go um his tape is just super impressive and once you have the context of, of where he's playing in Florida and the type of kids he's playing against um, it just makes it that much better for me uh I think he's going to come in and and really make an impact probably pretty dang early. I'd be surprised if he's not. Um, you know, we'll see what the depth chart looks like by the time he actually gets to East Lansing. But uh, I like his film a lot. I think he's probably the most polished right now. But, I mean, you, you still can't... It's hard to take my eye off Gabe Neely, too. I mean, just because mm-hmm. of the raw measurables. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are probably expecting that to come at some point. But, I mean, come on, six four, yeah, out of Miami. Um, yeah, I say this all the time, but, you know, a three-star out of Florida, in most cases is sort of like a Midwest four-star, you know, mm-hmm. those guys are just great players. The talent goes super deep in that state, you know, he's for us on the composite uh, 123rd in Florida. And that's, uh, you know, that'd be like probably equivalent to like top 30, top 25, you know, in pick your Midwest state, sure. something like that. Um, but yeah, when you look at that guy's length and uh, his ability to move, we'll see where he ends up long-term, whether it's at corner or at safety, but when you have that length back there, that's, that's always going to uh, catch my eye. So I'm really excited to see what he can be. Um, but I just don't think he's the, the polished immediate impact guy that, uh, that uh, Chuck Brantley can be.
0: And so there's probably, what, 10 commits left to be had in this class, give or take one, two, or uh, it depends. It was somewhere around that number. Um, defensive backs make up 33% of the class right now. Is there another position group you think they will try to put an emphasis on to end Mel Tucker's inaugural class?
1: Uh, that's interesting. I don't know about group because there is sort of a unique blend. I still think mm-hmm. they'll probably, uh, I don't think they're done at defensive back. Definitely want another running back. Um, could see a couple more offensive linemen. So you're really just looking, I know they want to get another tight end. Uh gotcha. get two in there with Cameron Allen obviously already in the mix. So uh, you you basically you are just pointing out the holes at this point. And where are they? They're a linebacker uh, where there's nobody committed right now. There is a wide receiver where there's no commits right now. So those are the two areas that I'm sort of looking at uh, in terms of just who might be next. Um, who's really high on them or who are they pushing hard? And uh, yeah, but yeah, linebacker, receiver are two that sort of jump out to me. not saying they'll do big numbers, um, especially probably a wide out because they just took four in sure, the uh, yeah. previous class. So, but uh, yeah, that's I want to see what they end up getting there for sure. And so 12 kids in
0: and I remember, okay, I forgot the last time you joined us. Like my timeline is so screwed up right now. I can't remember if you joined us last week or four months ago, (laughs) Um, but whenever it was, you spoke very highly of three-star Derek Harmon, uh, the defensive tackle from Detroit Loyola. Is is there anyone else since then in the class that you think is kind of underrated at their three-star ranking as well, every single player is right now in two, four, seven composite.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fay for sure. Um, and I know that's sort of been well, uh, established at this point, you know, mm-hmm. he did only play the three games as a junior, but, uh, when you just look at his tools, you hear about what type of athlete he is on the track team, uh, running sprints and hurdles and stuff at six, five, you watch those three games and you're like, man, I just, I want to keep watching more. There isn't any of course, but, uh, you, you understand, you know, I think reasonable folks can understand uh, why he is where he is when you, when you only have three games, when you don't have a spring evaluation period, when it looks like, you're not going to have summer camps, but whenever that day comes, I would imagine he will he will shoot up quite a bit in the rankings. So um I think he's a much better kid than his much more much better player than than his ranking looks like right now. Um I do like Derek Harmon a lot. And uh I would say just based on our rankings, uh Kevin Wigginson is a guy that I think, you know, I think uh I think highly of him. You know, I think his tape is outstanding. He's just gotcha. a freaking wrecking ball. He's a bulldozer, he's just Knocking the crap out of people, I think he's got the mindset. He's definitely got the size, the strength. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like guard or tackle for him. Um, just kind of, we'll see where he ends up. But uh, I do like him a lot. I think he could be sort of a a quieter commitment that um that pays off bigger down the road.
0: And so this could be kind of like a broader question. Um, coming up, it's I guess what has surprised you the most about this class is it just the sheer amount of commits he's been able to get in this quarantine is it just going around the map to see where this guy has gotten his recruits or is there anything else that has really jumped out and surprised you the most uh, amongst all all this
1: no I think you said it I think it's the um, the areas the way they've dotted the map you know Mm -hmm. I've uh, so the first thing I always say you know people has asked me like the for the elevator pitch of, of how it's different or what's changed and I always just say Bigger fish, wider net. And you can sort of figure all that out. But yeah, they're going everywhere. They're not afraid to offer anybody or, you know, have a conversation with anybody. uh, Five-star kid out of, you know, Arizona, wherever. Um, So that's, it's just so jarring from following the most recent, you know, last few years when it was so Midwest-based. It was such a slower, deliberate approach. Um, You know, since Mel Tucker got hired, he's probably given out more offers than the two years of D'Antonio I covered since mm-hmm. I took this job, um, I would be willing to bet that that number is higher. So that's different. Uh, but yeah, it's still just weird for me, again, coming from the background and knowing how things have worked here for the last decade plus. It's it's still bizarre for me to think that a guy like Gabe Neely, just to throw an example, would commit from Miami, Florida right. without ever coming up here. So the sight unseen commitments, thats those are the guys that really blow my mind. Um, They've never, so Gabe, you know, and uh, Antoine Booth, I don't think he's been up here. Cameron Allen, I'm positive, I believe, has not been up here. Uh, Kevin Wigginson has not. That's the one thing that really surprised me because just it's, like I said, such a culture shock from how things used to be done. And that's fine, you know, it's not knocking or approving either way, but just so different Uh, to pull these guys from out of the region that have never even been here uh, is impressive and wildly, wildly different. And I
0: would love to keep talking about uh, recruiting and just culture change, stuff like that here in the next segment. Um, That's going to be a good segue if you guys hang on to us uh, over the break here. So, yeah, we'll be back with more Stephen Brooks in just a hot second. So I think it was a few weeks ago, Will had the question on Twitter. uh, It was something along the lines of fill in the blank. Mel Tucker's recruiting has Blank, I think it was falling below expectations, met expectations, exceeded expectations so far. This was still when the class was at 10 kids, I believe. I said met expectations, uh, the short reason being that Tucker came here as a guy that was um, tabbed as a big recruiter. So, yeah, to come in and see him recruit well, not that big of a surprise. Middle three-star kids, but, hey, quarantine, so you got a great on uh, – a curve if you will how about you where 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 do you grade tucker's recruiting promise right now
1: yeah it is tough because i guess i didn't really know what the expectations were Mm -hmm. just because when he came in was such a bizarre time totally um we haven't really seen that at the power five level in quite a while in terms of a a total change of power not just this guy stepped down here's the replacement from on staff or here's the interim or something a total transition um, really hasn't happened that time in the calendar and, and I don't even know how long. So, uh, if you would have told me though, that, that he would have this class, it, you know, then, you know, the week he got hired, I would have said that's probably better than I thought. Um, okay. again, there's no, on our rankings, there's no composite four stars. Um, I don't think there's any 24, seven four stars either. So, you know, you can bicker, I guess, about the quality of the kids, but I go back to what I just said. I think if you pull... A 6'4 defensive back out of Miami who's never been to the state, let alone your campus, I got to give you a positive mark for that. I mean, I'm willing, I'm really, that's exactly the type of guy I'm willing to take a, a a gamble on. A 6'4 dude out of Miami? Yeah, sure, sign me up. Yeah, I don't even know if he's, I don't even know if he's ever put a helmet on. Just bring him up here and we'll <laughs> figure something out. Like, that's the type of stuff uh, that's really turned my head. So, yeah, and again, I think Charles Brantley, I think, is a guy who will move up. Uh, Han Fay will absolutely move up um booth and prim Allen, wigginton all these guys could possibly for sure depending on what senior seasons look like gravely as well obviously um but yeah it's the it's still i think the outer region kids that i'm that i'm still most impressed with uh Hamp Fay they did get right before uh they sort of beat the buzzer and got mm-hmm. him on campus right before everything got got sideways and that ended up paying off obviously in a huge way but um Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of even forgot. Oh, yeah. It met expectations. I would say today, again, if you blindfolded me, you know, the week he got hired and and I could peek into the future and look at this class as is, I would say it's better than I thought. Just because I thought the timing would would just crush them. You know, I thought it would look a lot similar to sort of the last few D'Antonio classes in terms of ranking. Maybe I just thought the timing would be a killer and uh, credit to, to Tucker, obviously, but his staff and everybody involved. That they haven't let it be a killer, and they maybe even, you know, turned it into a weapon in a in a way in terms of capitalizing on their momentum and, and sort of getting at the forefront of the vir- virtual visit thing and and all that. So, I would, you know, it's it's. I think you got to tip your cap.
0: Yeah. So you're above. I'm at mad expectations. So we're just gonna go ahead and tally up another one for the hand is too negative uh, crowd. All right, crap. Um, This is not uh, a mystery whatsoever, uh, either. Will and I have talked about this a few times, definitely. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you've noticed, it looks a little different on social media between uh, the Tucker era and the D'Antonio era. Uh, There's Spotify in the mix, there's TikTok, there's Q&As. The graphics department are still bringing the absolute heat. They're also going as far as just straight up saying, like on the graphics they send to the recruits, build your brand with us. This is all about branding. My line of work kind of has to do my full time line of work has to do with branding, so maybe I'm too far into it but is this really a big deal to recruits all this stuff, all the bells and whistles that you see on social media does this actually resonate, or is there still kind of a a waiting period to see how well this works
1: uh yeah this, this is difficult I think you know we will ultimately see over time I think the most important part is just remaining in the consciousness. I don't think you know a kid's like I got this last official visit. Oh man! Oh, remember Michigan State's night? That really fire graphic. anybody right. give that a shot? Uh-huh. But, uh, but I think it's it's that rem, a constant remaining on the forefront. You know, the fringe, the forefront, wherever, But just remaining on your brain, you know, in your consciousness, and just constantly being reminded that oh yeah, Michigan State's out there. Because let's be honest, like the brand power, the the brand itself, the 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 vibe and the feeling of you got that when you saw that Spartan logo has had diminished over recent years. I mean when most folks, and I know this doesn't count for you as a fan or me as a reporter mm-hmm. every day, but like most folks outside of that bubble, I think saw that helmet and, you know, went, Ooh, you know, that's the team that, that puts up, you know, 106 yards every week and then barely reaches <laughs> the end. Right sure. yeah, yeah. So I think that it had worn, you know, the, the brand power had definitely diminished. And I think more than anything, the graphics and the constant social media presence, it just keeps you right at the top of mind. And, it, and it's obviously showing um, in these last few months and moving forward that just there's a new sheriff in town, you know, things are different here. And I think that's helped with that whole push, maybe more than anything, because there aren't games, there aren't practices, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that social media and all that's the, just the image, you know, as thin and as surface level as it all may be, I think that's really helped power the narrative like that times are different here.
0: So you can also see it, too, then, it sounds like, because the fans, like like me, most of us, all that we see, really, from in front of the curtain is the social media change, everything that's broadcasted to us, whatever. But being a reporter, like, is there anything else that you felt that is different immediately in the change between Tucker and Antonio as it's been, oh, God, what, three months into his tenure now? Or since it's quarantine and pretty much lockdown, are you not really able to see much more beyond social media like the rest of us?
1: No, I would say... Um there's just there's it's kind of you know disconnecting almost everything we've said we've talked about like it's just there's a recognition of of a newness and a freshness to it you know it's mm-hmm. it's catching people's attention now um again, like what I just said, you know a few months ago that Spartan logo might have been like, oh, you know, can't get out of their own way on offense uh mm-hmm. keeps you know keeps going to terrible ball games now it's like, oh, that's that team with the new coach, they're building a lot of buzz, you know, so um there's just a receptiveness to it, yeah, I mean, I talked to kids and Colorado and California and Arizona who are like, yeah, I'd love to go see Michigan say, and it's those aren't even kids that would be on the phone with the previous staff. Not that they wouldn't have answered their calls, but they weren't getting the calls. You know, they just, the, the staff is like I said earlier, bigger fish, wider net. They're going everywhere. Um, They're serious about it. You know, they think they can get kids out of California, Arizona, Colorado. Obviously they are out of Florida and Louisiana and Texas and that region. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's such a I don't know how to say it I guess but it's an all-hand on at different deck energy range. yeah 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 and there's just I think there's just more boots on the ground almost too sure
0: like, totally you yeah. know it's
1: not just their ten assistants there's there's recruiting staff people there's you know I, the GAs are involved in making calls and calling recruits and some of these recruits have named GAs as their you know When I say, like, who are you talking to the most or who are you closest with from Michigan State, something like that, they're naming GAs. And that was never happening before. And uh, and I've been told this multiple times. Everybody inside that building is expected that's legally by the NCAA allowed to recruit is expected to. And uh, as far as I can tell, that's happening. So it's like a lot of voices, a lot of brain power, a lot of manpower is all going into it.
0: That's fascinating because, like every time there's a commit, there's at least one assistant coach or maybe someone else on Twitter being just saying the mantra of recruit every day. That's not some cliche, then. Like that, that is actually what they mean and what they are doing right now. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it sounds as cliche as, as it can be, but I mean, they're as far as, as far as <laughs> I know, right now they're living it. Yeah, and like I said, when the when it's coming down to the GAs getting shouted out by recruits and stuff, I think that tells you something. Um, that's nice, uh, the, yeah. non, the off the field staff is working at it it's just in and, and, you know for the guys that haven't worked with Coach Tucker this is sort of their way to, to prove it you know they haven't had mm-hmm. spring ball again obviously this is sort of how you earn that paycheck right now there's nothing else to do might as well recruit so I think that's what everybody involved is sort of taking on that mantra it's like let's see how far we can kick this thing up
0: and speaking of changes here to the regime um, I know that uh in years previous the um culinary spread at the press box has been hot dogs uh have you put a word in from mel tucker to get that changed up to something more extravagant or where, where are we at with that situation here for you guys
1: <laughs> i don't even see i, I don't even, i wonder if he even has that power probably does he could probably still ride that honeymoon period yeah, out and and anything, get that yeah. gun. i know he's got the money uh we know that's not a problem sure <laughs> um no i don't think that we did have a, an off the record sort of get to know each other um, nice. round table not just me and him. It was me and the rest of the.
0: Ah, just Mr. you two. Come on, it was just the boys. <laughs> come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, no. Um, and that did not come up though. Shoot. Uh, unfortunately, hopefully it will sooner than later because it is abysmal. Yeah, you know, all my friends, whenever they ask me about it, I'm like, I hate to complain about anything free, but uh, sure, I just stop eating it because it's it's absolutely terrible.
0: Does it make it a little better, though, when you get into basketball season and like they have just the, the greatest food possible that, that's that got to take the edge off a little bit? It's like it's like starting with the bad news and then getting to the good news to make you feel better about the good news. Like you're starting a season with pretty crappy food, but that basketball season rolls around and like they treat you pretty well, at the Breslin Center, at least
1: it is. It is solid. It's a it's a drastically different from football. Um, I'm still not in love with it. And plus, it's. Yeah, and now I'm going to sound whiny and like elitist. And I was like, yeah, you know, they're free food. That's, fine. That
0: that's, that's part of the job though, sports <laughs> media. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't want to feed into that. But no, it's, <laughs> it's a short rotation of a couple meals. So you get you get uh, very used to them is how I'll put it. Okay. Um, And yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll I'd much, again, fire. I'd much rather be there for like a one o'clock tip every day anyway. So I don't even have to worry about eating. I didn't eat before and, and be all good and be home at a reasonable hour. But yeah, I won't get into all that
0: all right well yeah that's uh, pretty much all the questions i had for you about uh recruiting all things uh press box culinary experience for uh you brooks brooks i not only do i thank you for joining us but i know the listeners uh, thank you for joining us as well because they avoided a half hour of nothing but me and they've just got to be tickled that you were able to join us with some insight too uh really a lot of good stuff here so thank you so much for joining me brooks you cannot wait till we talk next time
1: all right, man. I'm available whenever. Uh, yeah, I got it. It's easy to clear out my schedule these days. So just let me know. Is man. it? All How right. To do it. Well,
0: that's good. That's good. Man, what, what a guy. What a gentleman. All right. Um, That's going to do it for us. We will be back on Tuesday. Uh, Brooks, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? You know, as good as I do. I uh, know we'll have something together. I've the the
1: parallels between Michael Jordan's ooh, Michael Jordan's retirement and Mark Antonio's retirement. How about that? Like it's still on the background uh, in, in my living room right now. So Okay. Do you it know why? Something Jordan related, you know, I
0: might, I might just go ahead and try to do that. Yeah. That sounds like a, like a creative writing prompt and I'm all about that. So thank you for that Brooks uh, producing the show for me. Um, paycheck is in the mill. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for us. We will be back Tuesday. Make sure you rate review and subscribe to Locked on Spartans. If you need a little bit more sports in your life, we got locked on big 10 as well. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Have a great Monday.